This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. If you've been in the pastor game for a little bit or just church communication game at all, and you find yourself in church Facebook groups or just talk with other pastors around the area, I'm sure the conversation of using a texting software to reach your people has come up. A lot of times when I see, you know, just even myself, I'm in various church Facebook groups and there's some amazing ones out there like... uh, there's church communications, there's pro church, uh, pro church tools. I, no, no, no. Pro church media is another great Facebook page. And I encourage you guys to all be a part of those because they have some amazing resources and opportunities for you guys to get free stuff as well. But in those Facebook groups, a lot of times I hear the question of what's the cheapest texting software? What's the best texting software? I have these three companies that are emailing me all the time. Which one should I go with? But so many times people, I, I feel don't take a step back and ask the correct question. Not just what church texting software should we use, but should we actually even use text churching or uh, church texting software in general? If you get a lot of emails or you're looking around, a lot of times these church texting softwares, these platforms have such amazing amazing stats that they put in front of your face of, you know, texting software has 98% open rates. When people get a text message, it's like over 90 something percent open them within the first 10 minutes. So if you want to get your message out there to your church people, you have to use church texting softwares to get it out there because people are texting nowadays. Emails are constantly full of junk. Um, You don't really, you know, want to waste money on sending mailers every single time you want to tell the church something. Let's be honest, even though it's in the bulletin, (laughs) People probably still aren't going to read what's in the bulletin. So the easiest way has high retention rates, has high open rates. You got to use texting to reach your people. But again, the question shouldn't just be what software should we use, but the question more so should be is should you do it in general? In today's conversation, we're going to talk about five benefits of texting your church and then the one big con and if your church should actually do it or not. So really quick, here's the five benefits of uh, texting your church members using the church texting software. Number one, as we already said, is open rate are through the roof. If you want to have a good email rate or a good email open rate, rather, most businesses say that you should have about a 30% open rate. And that is a win if you can get that high of an open rate, which honestly, 30%, three out of every 10 people. If your church has 70 people, that's what, 21 people opening your email? That's almost 50 people having no idea what you actually just emailed them. However, with texting, if you can get 98% of people to do it and you have a church of 100 people, hey, that's two people who did not open your text message. So if you wanted to get a message to people and you want to have that good open rate, texting is a great way to do it. The second benefit of texting is it gives you a direct line to reach the people that you want to reach. Um, This was a really cool thing that we were able to do back when I was a youth pastor. I had a texting software set up where a ministry could use our texting software to reach their people inside of their group. So women ministry had their own contact list. Um, Student ministry, we actually used a free platform called Remind to reach our congregation. But parents loved the fact that I could email, or I'm sorry, not email, but text them directly. And let's be honest, kids don't use email. They don't want to use that. So I'm able to text the teenagers directly to get them the information that they want to reach. If there was a person who visited our church and they were inside of our new category, we were able to text just them. If someone was signed up for a very specific Bible study and we put them into a category, we could text them the information of what's going on, a reminder of, hey, we're reading uh, chapter two of this book. Make sure you're ready for the conversation. Oh, and here's a link if you need the discussion questions so you can be prepared. 
when you have a lot of different groups happening in your, in your church and you want to reach thus just those people with very specific information and you want to have a high open rate, texting honestly is a great way to do it. The third benefit of texting is it creates a way for people to actually text the church if they have a question. We actually found this helpful both with visitors as well as also our own members where they would text us questions all the time. Normally it wasn't about the service, but a lot of times it was just our church members asking, hey, I want to use tables for an event that we're doing. Is is that okay? Or, um, hey, we have this event going on. We would love for pastor to be at it um, all the way down to, hey, what time does this Bible study start? Um, I want to be involved in the worship ministry? What steps do I have to do? Any question that anyone has and they want to ask us of our church, they can just text us our church number, which is actually, fun fact, connected to our landline. So whether people call our church phone number or text it, we're able to get the information that they have. And we found that a lot of people like having the ability to text us rather than email us, Facebook messages, call us, or whatever, because texting is just the communication of the future. So if people have a question for whether one of us on staff as pastors or just the church in general, it creates a really cool opportunity for people to just text our church. Number four is it creates a way for people to text us to do just about anything. So let's say you're at your church, right? And you're up front, you're welcoming the people, and you are introducing yourself and your church to those who may be new in your audience. Number one, never make them stand up and introduce themselves. They don't want to know that. People might not be super willing to fill out a connect card with actually writing it down because then they have to you know, go to a welcome desk and turn it in, and they don't want to make themselves known. Well, you can create a way where you can tell people, hey, text the word new to our church phone number, and we'll send you a link, and you can fill out the connect card right there. Another one is, hey, if you have a prayer request, just text the word pray to our church number, and you can instantly fill out a form to leave us a prayer request. Or if you want to sign up for this, if you want information about serving, if you want to join a group, if uh, you want to sign up for this event for either the student ministry or a block party or VBS, Text this word and we'll send you back a link so that way you can just do it right there. And if you give people action steps right there while they're actually in church to actually do it rather than just say, go online, find this, or in the bulletin, go to this URL, you literally just tell people, hey, text this word to this number and you can sign up right here, right now. Um, stats have shown that if you get people to actually respond to anything before they even get up and move, the chances of them actually doing it grows exponentially. Um, our church still does this, and it's honestly not my favorite, but one thing our church does is actual hand sign-up sheets at the welcome desk. And you know what? Those work really well if there's actually people holding those clipboard and shoving it into people's hands. Well, instead of doing that, when you know you have Susan who's running away, uh, not running away, but she's trying to get over to the children's ministry to pick up her kids. This person's trying to go this way. This person's trying to get to grandma's for dinner. The people are trying to move and get out the door. If you give people, you know, five minutes or just even just a couple minutes, say, hey, hey, we want you to sign up for our vacation Bible school. We need all the help we can. Or hey, we want to do a quick survey in our church of what we just did this event. We want to know what you thought about it. Text this word to this number. Fill out the survey really quickly, and we can get on with with what we. Have. Have to do. It's a really great, great way. Great way. Are we gonna are we gonna attack that? Great way. It's a great way for people to figure out what they can do in the church just by texting your church phone number with the word for the response. And last but not least, and this is all based on your congregation in terms of demographics and age and how they want to communicate. It's actually easier to give people updates on events. 
Let's say you're throwing a block party and you're like, okay, we need drinks. We have everything else, but we need drinks and we want to get our people to know that. So when they come in the next day, we can quickly tell people, hey, um, we're short on two liters. If you could pick one up and bring it with you, that would be great. And you can give people an update in that way. Or let's say you're having an outdoor event and there's a weather delay and you're not really sure what's going on. You can tell your church, hey, we're going to text you with the final answer just so that way you know whether we're having this event or not. For the student ministry, this is a big one. If you have a category of just teenage parents and you want to give an update on, hey, we're going to be arriving 30 minutes late, 15 minutes early, um, whatever you want to tell people about what's going on with the updates, it creates an easy way to create a group and quickly reach and communicate to the people that need updates and that actually want those updates. Long story short, I could list a lot more really unique benefits of honestly texting. And um, let me add this one. This will be more of a bonus one. But something that our church did when we signed up for a church uh, texting platform is it connected with our church management software, where if someone cre- texted the word Noom to our phone number, filled out that connect form, it instantly put them into a two different funnels. One was a texting funnel where in about seven, no, no, I'm sorry, five days, we shoot them a text and say, hey, we are so glad you joined us for worship. We're praying for you. We would love to see you this Sunday. And then in a handful of other days, about another 10 days later, we would text them and it says by their name, like, hi, Ryan, we love that you came and worship with us. Is there anything we can pray for you about? And that created a really cool way where automatically people, and now we did care about people, but it helped people know, oh, this church actually cares about me. I visited only one time and they want to know if they can pray for me about something. That's awesome. But that also put them into a certain category inside of our church management software where we could track how many new people came through our church and also got them connected to our pastor and anything else that they needed to do. So I would say those are, hey, let's just say six benefits of texting. But here's the one really big con that most people I don't think think about when it comes to actually texting. And this con, for lack of better word, will make or break and honestly change the effectiveness of all of your communication with your church moving forward. And that is simply this. If you do this wrong, people will stop listening to you and people will unsubscribe. And why? Because they find you annoying. (laughs) We had some people in our church that, you know, they just didn't want to receive text messages from us. And you know what? That was fine. That's okay. But if you're texting people all the time about information that they don't want to know, and they're constantly getting pinged and binged, because, you know, a lot of people like me, I turn off my email notifications. If you email me, I'm not getting that notification. But if you text me, I'm getting that notification. If you're constantly texting me multiple times per week about, let's just be honest, things I don't give a rip about, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm going to unsubscribe because I find what you are doing either a, well, not either, but finding a tasteless and also just a waste of time. So if you do texting wrong, it actually could hurt you as a small church rather than help you. So what are ways that you can use texting effectively well for your church? Um, some of that goes back to the the cons, or I'm sorry, goes back to the benefits rather. And the biggest one is text only the people that you find in the groups 
who want to know the information you're about to text them. So if someone signed up for a Bible study, that's a great time to put them in a group and text them about information about what's going on. Just a reminder of, hey, we're meeting this week. Hey, reminder, here's what we're doing. And tell people you're going to text them as a reminder, not for them to get annoyed, but just for accountability with that group. For the student ministry, that was the best way I communicated with teenagers. And honestly, the teens did not find it annoying. In fact, the parents did not find it annoying because they knew exactly what was going on with their students. Now, I also had a group for just the parents, so I could tell the parents information that, the let's be honest, the students didn't necessarily need to know. And what was really nice is whenever I created a, a big announcement or a big type up, like a winter retreat, missions trip, or anything like that, I would actually create a blog post on the student ministry website and then text people that link. Now, with a header text, let people know what that is, but it let people know, hey, this is the text message that you want to read. Here's all the information that you need to go about it. Um, it works really well with new people with catching up. It works really well with just wishing people happy birthday. But again, if you're using texting as another megaphone to whitewash and blast the entire church with whatever announcements you think they need to know, they're not going to listen anymore. And then it's just not effective at all. Now, do I think churches should use texting as a way to communicate to the church? In all honesty, yeah, I think it's actually worth the 30, 40 bucks per month for you to use a church texting software, especially if you can use it correctly. Now, right now, I don't think our church uses it to its full manifestation, the full abilities that it actually has. But the one thing that we do actually do is we text our church every single Sunday and we say, hey, we're glad you're joining with us. Here's a link to all the, the stuff you need for Sunday, where we send them to one webpage where people can download the Connect card, fill out the Connect card, download the sermon notes and do whatever else we want them to do and take action in that service. If we're taking up an offering, we'll put a link inside of that webpage as well. So every Sunday, our church knows you're going to get a text from our church so that way you can click it open, fill out the Connect card, get any information you want. You're joining us online? Cool. Here's a link to download an actual PDF of the sermon notes so you can follow along. And our church has found that to be really, really useful. But there's a lot of other ways that you could use texting to actually benefit and grow your church. So here's the next question that I know you're probably thinking is, all right, Mark, cool. So which platform should we use? Because if you Google church texting software, before you even get to the normal list that you find on Google, you're going to get whacked with so many different ads. And some are church specific and some are more just the texting specific, but they have a church page. Like, hey, even though you're a church, you can still use our stuff. So the question is, is what platform should you use? And honestly, before you even start there, I think you need to start with your church management software, whether you're using Church Community Builder or Breeze or Church Windows or Planning Center or Tithely. Sometimes those platforms actually have a built-in way to text your people. Now, sometimes they're they're not great. Let's just be honest. Sometimes they are not good. But you need to start with your church management software, and here's why. Sometimes you can have something what's called a two-way sync, where anytime you create a group inside of your church management software, it creates a group for you already in your church texting platform. And if someone texts into via your church texting platform, it can create a profile and it can uh, put them in whatever group you want to put them in and whatever um, process queue you want them inside of your church management software. So first, start with whatever church management software you're using and ask them, what 
texting softwares work well with your church management software because if you have a great church or a great texting platform, but anytime you do something, you got to manually put them in your church management software and, and vice versa, wherever you want to do it. Now you're just wasting time. Um, for us, we use Church Community Builder, and in all honesty, it's not my favorite church management software. I'm just being honest. My favorite, it's it's expensive. But Planning Center, I still think, takes the cake on, on functionality. Um, but our church still, we still use Church Community Builder, and we found that a, a platform called Pastors Line was the best when it came to both pricing as well as syncing capabilities with two-way sync between Church Community Builder. And that's why we went with Pastors Line. Um, I'm going to include a link to a, a blog that I did not personally write. It's from nickblevins.com. Um, he just re-updated it here at the uh, February 2021, so it's very very up to date unlike a lot of other articles that I found where he lists five of the best church texting services. Pastors Line is not included in that list, but I would personally recommend Pastors Line because I use them. They have great customer support and it works with uh, Church Community Builder, which is our church management software. But check out his article. See if you like any of those platforms. But if you want to use a church texting software for your church, which uh, if you want to grow your student ministry and have grow trust with your parents, even if you just get it for just the teenagers and the student ministry and maybe even the children's ministry, I think it's a good investment. But check out the show notes where you get that link right there um, and just just take it for what it's worth. Again, I get no, no money from sharing any links with you guys when it comes to this. So just use the resource. Hit me back up. You can email me at hello at markhide.com if you have any questions about what church texting software should you use. Maybe some strategies. You want to implement some strategies. Hey, you can always hire me out and just use my brain to figure out what you could do to make the most use of your time, whether it comes to social media, church texting, or anything like that. I'm just here to, to help you out. So with this conversation, I think we can consider this wrapped up. Again, we didn't go 10 minutes, man. We went way longer than 10 minutes. If you can tell, I don't know. Maybe you don't know me well enough, but I'm still dealing with um, I had strep throat well, almost two, three weeks ago, and I'm still dealing with some scarring from that. It sound, it feels like, so my voice is still a little bit off. But I would love to connect with you. I would love for you to leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, I've been trying to keep YouTube going, but right now it's just not happening just by the nature of A, life, and B, also just the nature of, let's be honest, I don't talk real great right now, and I, I don't feel so great, so I'm, I'm just doing audio to keep it going here. But please leave me a review. Share it with somebody that you know. I would love, love, love to help out more people just like you. Use media to grow your church, not just numerically, but spiritually as well. We have a lot of other fun conversations that I have lined up in the queue, but if there's any questions or any topic that you want me to cover, just hit me up. Again, hello at markhide.com is the easiest place to email me. But until next time, guys, take it easy. We'll see you next week. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.